And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. Powered by Citywide Mortgage Services. Providing complete financing and mortgage services for residential and small commercial businesses. Visit them at citywidemortgage.ca. Now, here's your host, Todd Hancock. What do you immediately think of when someone asks you about career highlights? Like something that rules or something that's extraordinary or like, is this really happening kind of moment? There must be something. Like bragging aside, there's been a good amount of stuff over my, what, damn near 30 years of broadcasting, uh, 20 years in radio. We're coming up on nine years doing this podcast. Uh, It's definitely easier to think about the radio highlights because, I mean, there's just so many and they're so amazing. Like Chris Cornell co-hosting, like, what, I think three or four full afternoon shows with me, like three-hour afternoon shows. Uh, Been backstage at the straight up like name the rock band drinking their beers like chad smith of the chili peppers foo fighters uh white stripes hosted world album premieres with metallica nickelback velvet revolver uh cory taylor of slipknot co-hosted an hour show with me in in danger the guy that i I did this show called the six o'clock rock report uh, did my show from Dublin, Ireland at the Jameson Distillery a couple years in a row. First class, of course, along the entire way there and back. Crazy, crazy shit. And we all have them. And if I made you think about career highlights, you would be able to pick something. This podcast has lots as well. Simply starting it up and keeping it going for what we're into episode 287, which is insane. We did not expect to even hit 20, let alone almost 300. When we launched the podcast after losing my job at Fox, you know, I had two little kids. I had a, a one-year-old and a three-year-old. They're now 10 and 12. My wife was and is a stay-at-home mom. So to be able to sustain life in Vancouver with just the podcast revenue coming in, that in itself is a career highlight. The interviews, of course, we've talked to band members of some of the biggest bands on the planet, Pumpkins, Smashing Pumpkins, Ozzy Osbourne, Guns N' Roses, Nickelback, just to name a couple. A couple of weeks back, we had on White Snakes bassist Tanya O'Callaghan, crushing beers with Captain Kirk McLean in the podcast studio. Ah, yeah, that would be a career highlight. Check. All the shows that we've you know, booked and hosted and marketed and made amazing videos for. Well, you get the picture. Uh, That's what this week is all about. You will hear from 12 past guests as they share their career highlight stories. And keep in mind, some of these answers are old. So, you know, maybe if you ask them today, their answers may be different. But for what it is, here's what they told us when we had them on as guests. So we'll get to some musical guests in just a second. First, coming up shortly, in Stop Me If You've Heard This Before, retired BC Lions quarterback Travis Lule talking about hoisting the Grey Cup in 2011. Speaking of career highlights, that is powered by FKP MMA. Learn how to defend yourself, build self-esteem, get some amazing exercise, meet some new friends as well. My boy Levi has been going for about a year now, absolutely loves it there. Find out why. Vancouver's number one training destination at fkpmma.com. Now let's get into some career highlight stories and some past musical guests. Now if you listen to rock radio, you'll of course know Buck Cherry. They've been around since 95 from Anaheim, California. They've had some huge radio hits along the way. Lit up, crazy bitch, sorry. What, they're nine albums in now? Hellbound was just released in June of last year. So what does their singer, Josh Todd, put among his career highlights? Oh, wow. Wow. Um, so many. There's so many. Uh, you know, Crazy Bitch was a big a big moment for us. You know, uh, 15, the, the comeback with 15 was such a huge moment because everybody had written us off. Uh, nobody would sign us. And to to have like the success we had on that record was definitely a career high. Um, you know, we got to experience so many, uh, big festivals and big tours on that run. And we'd, we'd actually gotten to a point where we had two buses on the road, which was pretty crazy. And, um, so that was definitely a a career high. 
And we'll move on to Econoline Crush, who of course have been a staple of any good Canadian rock radio station since the early 90s. They formed in 92, have released four studio albums, a couple of EPs. Their new album, When the Devil Drives, will hopefully see the light of day sooner than later. They've played shows and toured with the likes of Kiss and Foo Fighters. Green Day, Three Days Grace, have been nominated for multiple Juno Awards. We'll check out what their singer Trevor Hurst said about career highlights. I remember I put on the Team Canada jersey and we were walking up the ramp at the back of the stage and some people in the audience started to see and they started to cheer. And when I got to the mic position, center stage, this, the crowd, like there must have 40,000 people, whatever, just losing it. And it was just one of those moments where you stand there and you just think, how great a country, how great a uh, job, how great, you, you know, your camaraderie with your band. Like, we just looked at each other, and there was just this, oh, that feeling of just, like, these people were so happy. Somebody had finally walked out in a Canadian hockey jersey on Canada Day, and they just, they lost it. And it was that feeling of, you know. And, I mean, there's lots of musical moments and everything, but I think that was such a connection with the audience, with the band, and with, the, you know, your nationality of being Canadian, it was just such a really great moment. Yeah. That and, and, and I think I was, when Canada won gold, I was working at, uh, at the Olympics as, in Surrey as a, an announcer, and I was sitting between Randy Backman and his wife when Crosby oh, yeah. scored. Oh, yeah. And I think that was more, probably another most Canadian moment <laughs> when I'm hugging Randy Backman. It's really, you know, we won gold. Next up, Offspring bassist Todd Morse, who has been making music for decades, getting back to his band H2O, which was a punk band he started with his brother Toby. But you'll know him from playing lead guitar as well in Juliet and the Licks and a little punk project that he's in with Cone from Sum 41 called the Operation MD. My go-to, just if I'm just going to say the first one that pops into my head, um, when I started touring with Juliet, in Europe and stuff like we really worked. We, we, we really were trying to build and we were, we were in small clubs and then slightly bigger clubs. And somehow Dave Grohl took a liking to the band and ended up playing, re- playing drums on our, on our second record. No way, uh, it's cool. called, it's called four on the floor. Okay. That was a whole career high in itself because he didn't even hear the songs before he came to the studio. We play him the song and he go, okay, let's go. And we just rocked it live. And it was, incredible wow. but out of that out of that he asked us to play with them in Hyde Park in London and uh, which he, he thought was going to be 30 to 40,000 people or something and the lineup was uh, Angels and Airwaves Juliet and the Licks uh, Queens of the Stone Age Motorhead and Foo Fighters and 90,000 people showed up and uh, that show and also Brian May was there and uh, the drummer from Queen, all standing on the side of the stage when we were playing, you know. Yeah, Lemmy, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just remember going, how did I get, how did I get here? You know, that yeah. was, that was one of the coolest, coolest shows I've ever done. And because of that show, we had a little show booked in London, uh, like a month before, month later that show sold out and we ended up going up to like a 3000 seater just because of that show. Wow. And from then on out, it was 3000 seaters, you know? So that was kind of pivotal. Right. And theory of a dead man singer, Tyler Connolly fronts one of the most successful Canadian rock bands of the last couple of decades, local boys as well. They formed in 99 in North Delta. They've had nine singles in the top 10 in the U S billboard mainstream rock chart. That's huge. Four of them have gone on to be number one, bad girlfriend, low life, RX, and the history of violence. Listen to what Tyler said. Again, keep in mind, this is old now, but listen to what Tyler said about career highlights. Probably Molly Crew was pretty fantastic. <laughs> no kidding, huh? That was a little surreal. We did two tours uh, with Molly Crew in <clears throat> 2009, and that was pretty surreal. Just uh, the tour itself, they were fabulous, but they were just such nice guys. And, you know, uh, the fact that they're not even touring anymore, that's it, they're done. So we were, you know, we got to be able to do something that it's never going to happen again. It's, uh, that was probably a highlight. We played Madison Square Garden with them. That was 
That was fantastic. Kind of what standing yeah, I don't know. side stage cool stuff. watching those guys. Like, what the hell? We just opened for these guys. That's great, man. Yeah, that was pretty fantastic. Nude Vodka Soda powers the Toddcast podcast. Sugar and sweetener free with just 100 calories and zero carbs per serving. Visit them online at nudebeverages.com.
now. Stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast podcast. Retired BC Lions quarterback Travis Lule played with the team for 10 seasons. A big part of what made the team is the team 2009 through 2018. He was the CFL's most outstanding player in 2011, most valuable player at the 2011 Grey Cup. You saw him with the Seahawks and the Saints prior to the CFL. Travis retired from pro ball in 2019, and when he was a guest, we talked about realizing your potential, the superpower of bullet speed. He shared his first football memory, seeing Toby Keith and Hank Williams in concert. That'd be fun. Aliens Visiting Earth came up. So did the shows that he was binge-watching at the time. He shared a near-death story about driving a dirt road as a teenager. Yikes. And stop me. If you've heard this before, Travis talked about career highlights. (laughs) Yeah, this one's easy. The career highlights hoisting the cup in 2011, man. That was, uh, you know, it becomes more fun in hindsight, too, just to recognize how special that was. you know, I mean, a lot of people know the story. You may have been around for that or paying attention, right? But we started the year 0-5, and, and, you know, halfway through the year, we moved back into BC Place, and we got to playing really good football, and we were just on fire the rest of the way. As we moved back into the building, it was just packed and rocking. Everybody wanted to see the new place. The Grey Cup was in Vancouver. You know, we win our final game, which means we get to host the Western Final if we win the West Final, we're playing in what amounts to a home Grey Cup, and then we we got we got it done right just in front of a rocking house, um, such a cool venue that did the CFL justice, you know, at the, at our pinnacle moment, and and I got to be directly involved in all that. So that was obviously really special. His name, the MVP of the game, we hoisted the the trophy overhead and the orange and white confetti, and yeah, it was a fairy tale ending to a tough start, and it's just yeah. Was a phenomenal life lesson for me and perseverance and, and overcoming the negativity and adversity at the beginning. And so, you know, it's something that you know other teams has, have used as example for years. We've gotten countless stories from teams, right. you know, high school coaches and teams in other places that we started slowly and we referenced the 2011 BC Lions. You know, and so to be um, to be a part of that that kind of story and to be able to tell that story and yeah, it's pretty cool. Kind of make an impact years later was uh, was pretty dang cool, man. Yeah. Stop Me If You've Heard This Before on the Toddcast Podcast is powered by FKP MMA, Vancouver's number one training destination at fkpmma.com.
And it's just power straight through the entire song from Cobra Ramon. Their song is Black Mountain, which I would be willing to bet you may see at our next podcast, Blue Light Sessions, which is coming up on Saturday, December 17th at the Blue Light Studio, East Vancouver. If you missed it, Cobra Ramon with Wide Mouth Mason singer Sean Vero together. It's only 20 bucks right now. I know that we're ripping through the tickets, so hopefully you can still pick them up through eventbrite.ca. That's B-R-I-T-E dot C-A, eventbrite.ca. 25 bones if you want to wait and roll up and roll the dice night of and hopefully get tickets at the door, but you never know because there's only 60 tickets sold for these podcast shows. Acoustic. Q&A throughout the performance. You get to ask questions as well. They're just such fun nights, and so don't snooze on grabbing tickets for that one. Played you a band called Dead Quiet. We've played these guys a ton on the podcast. Great song for those guys called Blood Lovers, and you're only, what, 10 days away now, 10 days away from their next show. They're playing with Neck of the Woods at the Wise Hall in East Vancouver. That is going to be loud. That is going to be rowdy. That is going to be an awesome night. That's outstanding uh, lineup from the, from the get-go. I got my ticket, so maybe we'll see you there. So coming up in just a few minutes, in listen to this, adult film star Romy Rain talking about biology and why she wanted to join the Army when she was still in high school. That is powered by our friends at Tedco RV Supplies out in Langley. RV service and repair, ICBC accredited. You can find them on Facebook and on Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies. First, more career highlight stories, and this time from some of our past sporting guests, all of whom are now powered by hand-over-hand textiles in Vancouver. You will love them. Naturally dyed goods for your home and body. They are pumping out some incredible work just slipping through their website, and they're only using pure plant extracts and natural fibers. It's good for Mother Earth. They make great presents, locally owned, locally operated. Find them at handoverhandtextiles.com. So you'll best know pro wrestler Amber Nova from her time with Impact Wrestling, working with AEW, the WWE, and NXT. No surprise what her career highlight is. My career highlight, getting to um, wrestle for WWE NXT, getting to meet the guys that I used to watch growing up as a kid. And, you know, I looked up to these larger than life characters and made me feel alive, um, such as, you know, Goldberg, Sting, I met when I wrestled for AEW last summer. And he's a real great guy. Sting, awesome. uh, DDP, I met at NXT and DDP thought I was assigned talent at the time. And I was like, actually, no, I'm not. You know, I don't have a full-time contract with any TV company. I'm an independent contractor. I still just get paid per appearance. I'm getting my name out there more. Okay. And so just meeting, like I said, DDP, Sting. He's a great guy. I used to, yeah, they're such good guys. And I mean, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Larry Zabisco. Some of them have even mentored me and helped me. Character, gimmick, style. It's, it's been great. And I think that's just career highlights. Like, wow, I used to watch these guys yeah. growing up. And the first, the first time I get to meet them is as a coworker. So it meant a lot. And then, you know, obviously make a dad proud. And we'll move on to an Austrian soccer player. When we had Christian Fuchs on as a guest, he was still playing with Leicester City. Now he's left back for Charlotte FC. He's the former captain of the Austrian national team. He signed his first pro contract at 17, won the Premier League in 2015 with Leicester City. An incredible career, to say the least. It's definitely in the Premier League. Um, there's, there's really nothing that can match it for real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had some nice, some nice stages in my career, which was playing in the Champions League several times, um, playing two European Championships, which is also which was also very nice. But nothing can compare with being in the Premier League. That's simply too big, too big to be matched. Mm-hmm. Is it the toughest? Um, to win in sport, do you think? Like, is it harder to win that than it would be to win the Stanley Cup in the NHL? Or do you know what I mean? I think it very much depends on which team you team you're playing for. So, uh, I think what we made happen with Leicester City was was a one-off thing, or at least I hope so. Mm. 
since the odds were not really in our favor with 5,000 to 1. 5,000 so, to 1, holy crap. Yeah, so, so, so making this happen, you know, is, is simply more special than, than winning it with... I'm not taking away any credit rights because it takes a lot of effort throughout the whole season, but winning it with Manchester United, sure. Manchester City, or, or, or teams like that, you know, you expect it to win it. But then winning it with with Leicester City, where we have been a bunch of guys that simply enjoyed very much what they were doing, is another story and is, is on a different level than From soccer to snowboarding, Canadian Olympic snowboarder Mercedes Nickel has been on the world stage, ripping it up on the halfpipe for Team Canada, making her World Cup debut in December 99 in Whistler in halfpipe and snowboard cross. Three years later, in 2002, she won bronze at the World Cup. She's won eight World Cup medals and is a five-time Canadian national champion. She competed at the 2006, 2010, 2014 Winter Olympics Olympics and in 2018 was named to Canada's Olympic team for the fourth time. <laughs> 2006. We're really going back. Italy. Um, okay, this is your first time was, at the Olympics, so it's yeah, obviously special first, for you. <laughs> it, it was, but I didn't really understand what the Olympics were all about. It's again, I, I always say it wasn't my dream to go to the Olympics, it was a goal for me to go. Mm. Like, I just wanted to compete against the best of the best. I didn't, I didn't know anything. I was really just like the dumb kid that knew nothing about the Olympics. And once I got there, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is different than like any World Cup. You really hang out with Team Canada. And then when um, in my competition, I ended up uh, crashing in my second run. And I was just like, Ooh. all right, I understand now what it is to compete for Canada. And I want to go again because I just let down all of Canada mm-hmm. and myself. <laughs> And retired BC Lions quarterback Michael Riley signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers of the NFL in 99, went on to play with the Packers as well, the Rams, the Seahawks, then made the move to Canada, played with the CFL for 11 seasons, won the Grey Cup with Edmonton in 2015, was named the Grey Cup's most valuable player. He was named the CFL's most outstanding player in 2017. So what does he consider his career highlight? Whew, man, again, most of those can't be repeated, but uh, <laughs> I will say this. So uh, one of my good buddies of mine that I played a lot of football with, very large man uh, with a very large beard, um, you know, we spent that whole year together eating on the road and everything like that, going, you know, getting keg steaks the night before the game and stuff like that. Um, so we win the cup in, in Winnipeg and we go back to Edmonton a, a day or two, you know, the next morning we're there for I don't know, four or five days. I had to, I had to leave. I probably would have died. I was having too much fun. I needed to get back home, but uh, right. we, we had uh, you know uh, we didn't do like a, a parade. We did like a, a big, uh, whatever you want to call it, massive gathering at the square uh, downtown. And so they had us meet at the stadium Um and they had all the buses sitting there waiting for us to take us to, to the, to the cer- to the, you know, the, the party, whatever you want to call it. And so I walk into the locker room and I had grown a beard out too. And my buddy's staring at me and he is clean shaven and he looks like a totally different man. And he points at me and he was like, I told you when we got back, no beards allowed. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to do about that. And he just grabbed me marched me into the bathroom, uh, handed me a, a razor, an electric razor. And as I'm in his towers above me, he's standing behind me, staring at me in the mirror. And as I'm shaving my beard off, he's got a bottle of fireball and he's hooked it underneath my arm and is pouring it down my throat. And uh, so I stayed nice and warm uh, during that uh, <laughs> activities, but it was, it was definitely uh, forced upon me by a, a much larger man. So that was uh, <laughs> <Yes. super> time. <laughs> The Toddcast Podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca.
Never forget your first truck. Official beer of the Toddcast podcast. And now, listen to this on the Toddcast podcast. 1988 was a big year. You'll remember that Canada held the Winter Olympics in Calgary. Crack was devastatingly sweeping across the United States. Canadian sprinter Ben Johnson, disgraced, lost his gold medal after testing positive for anabolic steroids. Pubs in the UK were allowed to stay open all day as of 1988. And it was the year that adult film star Romy Rain was born. January 12th, 1988, Boston, Massachusetts, moved to LA at 18, exotic dancer a year later, creating triple X content at the age of 24. And when Romy jumped on a Zoom to be a guest, we talked about what it's like having millions of people following you on social media. UFOs came up, so did legalized marijuana. We talked about shows that she was binge-watching at the time. Growing up to the music of GNR, Nine Inch Nails, Deftones. She talked about starting up a Mouthful podcast. We did a great name. We did a few F Kill or Marys with her. And Romy talked about being interested in biology in high school and even thought about joining the army. Listen to this. Mm, I didn't, I don't know. You know, I thought about a lot of random shit. I thought about, you know, marine biology. Um, I thought about joining the army. I swear, I've said this in another interview, so I swear I'm not mm. lying. Um, I was like, I don't know, I'll see what happened. I thought about just traveling. Um, but I'm the, one of the first people really in my entire family to move out of Massachusetts. And I did it at 18 by myself. I moved three months after 18 to Los Angeles from Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. Just to kind of, I went to explore the world, see what's like happening out there. I don't know. And everybody in my family, like, shout out, like, hey, I know it's Father's Day. But everybody in my family had kids really young. I was like, I, you know, I actually don't have any kids. Like, no problem. Right. For me, that's good. Um, but like, so it was like, for me, it was a very different life than I've seen kind of growing up. Like, I knew a lot of families, a lot of kids, you know, the city kind of cold. I'm like, I wanted, you know, big space, freedom, sunshine, and just 
fun. I want to see kind of what I could get into, really. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Visit them on Facebook and Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies.
I like that. I like that a lot. The band is called Immonolith, and a new song for them is called The Lesson, and it's new music for the podcast as well. A first spin, if you will. An absolutely crushing album, by the way, start to finish. I thought we'd dig those guys. Again, Immonolith, and the song is called The Lesson. And you heard New Flora Falls, and that's their song called Escape. And yes, that is Dominic Fricot singing along. That's one of his projects over in Germany right now. He's been over there for about four or five years now. Comes back to Vancouver here and there for a little bit of a visit. Uh, last time, back in, was it August, September of last year, he and J.P. Maurice played a podcast show at Green Auto in East Vancouver, and it was just such a fun night, both incredible performers. Uh, speaking of that live music, our live scene here in Vancouver, find a list of shows that are a small list and anyway of indie shows happening with the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. If you're playing one or you're going to check one out, if it's indie, let us know about it. We'll post it up at the website. That's brought to you by our friends at Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. They're still at it. They've dug in and battled through COVID, being shut down essentially from the government, limited across the board. Nothing but good things to say about these guys. The owner, Sean, has helped us to be able to create podcasts over the pandemic and market them and you know, build the live shows. And of course, you know, if you're looking for a, a killer jam space, look no further. Goes without saying, we're talking top-notch gear, studios, over 40 years experience in the music industry. Good people. Check them out through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, our final guests of episode 287, some career highlight stories from past entertainment guests. That is powered by Sacred Meds, Canada's best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary. By the way, at registry, mention you heard about them through the podcast. It will unlock a secret category, a hidden category on their website. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You might want to do that. And use the code TODDCAST for 10% off your entire order through sacredmeds.com. You'll likely best know actor Chad L. Coleman from a couple key roles. He played Tyrese in The Walking Dead. He played Cuddy in The Wire. He was Zed in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was in The Green Hornet, The Horrible Bosses, the remake of the 1977 miniseries Roots, which also stars Lawrence Fishburne. Truly a colossal acting career, and you'll love what he puts as his career highlight. Yeah, uh, Broadway. I was on Broadway and the President, uh, President Obama and uh, the First Lady Michelle, they came to see the show. It was August Wilson, Joe Turner's Come and Gone. So that that's truly the the highlight for me. Everything else is a uh, incredible blessing, but you know I came from the theater, and so to be able to do August Wilson's work on Broadway, and not only that, uh, 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 I'm sorry, um, uh, Merle Streep was with them, and uh, so the Secret Service snatched them up afterwards, and uh, Merrill came backstage and I just saw this woman coming towards me and then she just kissed me in the mouth and she was crying and she said, you're an amazing actor. And I said, oh my God. And then that's when I was like, no, forget the president. You're the president of actors. So <laughs> thank wow. you for that experience. And she was explaining that the Secret Service had to snatch them up and that they wanted to come backstage. So that was, that, that was the tops for me. And we'll move on to former Much VJ, Erica M., who directly influenced my decision to get into broadcasting as a career. It was a different time back then. There's no internet. There's no cell phones. But here's the show on TV that's fun, unique, personal, and Erica has not slowed down. I mean, you've seen her hosting or appearing in shows, including Yummy Mummy on Life Network and Discovery Health, Pop Stars, The One on Global, Real Life with Erica M, Power Play on Discovery Channel Canada, The Company, Nestle Baby and You, and Science from A to M. She's written songs for Van Morrison, Tim Thorny, Cassandra Vasek. She's won three Canadian Country Music Awards and three SOCAN Awards and talks about interviewing Nirvana's Kurt Cobain, which at the time seemed like a normal interview. I had no idea 
at the time, that would be the interview that has kind of defined my career. And what's interesting is that it didn't define my career at the time. At the time, it was just like, yeah, it was a pretty cool interview. Yeah. But when it was posted on YouTube about five years ago, outside of much music, where anybody could see it, and this also after, long after the death of Kurt Cobain, it kind of reemerged from the, uh, the vaults of much music. And listening to him speaking today with the insights that we have, knowing that he killed himself a few months later, the, the conversation takes on additional depth, I guess. Um, it was very strategic. I did very strategically approach it in a different way. Um, when he walked, first of all, it was a junket. So if you're not in the industry, you may not know what that term means, but essentially a junket is um, when a record company or a movie company invites a whole bunch of media to congregate in one area. Usually it's a hotel and you're given a hotel room and the star goes from room to room or the media, the star sits there and the media goes in and out of that room and has a short period of time. So we were the Canadian contingent to interview him. I wasn't a big fan, by the way, of oh. them. Uh, I liked them, but I wasn't, like I wasn't a rabid fan or anything like that. And I was very worried because I had heard that he's very, anti-media because he's sort of anti-authority right like he's he mm. was he's an underground dude and you know we come in hi how are you hey kurt who's wondering tell me about the first cut on the album you know bullshit so my strategy was different when he walked in i said to him hey i'm erica um do you want to do the interview in the bed or on the back balcony and he was like what and he, I remember his face looking kind of uncomfortable because I was asking him to jump into bed with him with a camera. And he said, oh, I'll do it on the, on the back. And I was hoping that he would do it on the back anyway. But so we did it on the balcony. Which, so, you know, that scene now you can, when you've seen yep. it, you know, you see Seattle behind us. And I wanted to talk to him like a human being. And I figure if you talk to someone like a human being, they'll drop their guard and talk to you like a human being. So if you listen to my language, it's very colloquial. It's, I'm kind of goofy, very, not low brow, but very understated and not professional on purpose. And my strategy worked, I disarmed him and we had a real conversation and I listened while he was talking, he saw my face reacting to what he was saying. And so he was like, hey, you know, this girl actually is interesting and interested. And so he got to actually talk about things that are important to him. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, you know, looking back on it, it was, it turned out really well, it was very special. I love interviewing, wish I could do it all the time. As we slide into Top Chef and Season 15, Top 3 finalist Joe Sasto, we didn't take the traditional path of culinary school. Instead, he earned his bachelor degree, and in 2010, he opened up a restaurant as a line cook in California. Chef Joe then went to Quince and was under Chef Michael Tusk, spent three years at the three Michelin-starred restaurant. Next up, he became executive sous chef at Lazy Bear, which is truly the pinnacle of cuisine. Listen to what Joe says about career highlights. Ooh. I mean, Top Chef was great. I love that. I mean, it's completely changed my career for the best. Like, I think it's just catapulted me yeah. forward. It was like a huge stepping stone. But I think like my time cooking in those Michelin starred kitchens and like receiving that third Michelin star, receiving that second Michelin star, was really just an, a surreal feeling because you put so much work into it 
and you sacrifice so much between friends, family, holidays, like you give it all to the restaurant in pursuit of that and to be able to be a part of the team and get that accolade and that award, I think uh, is, uh, was something very memorable and that will always be with me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even going into the future. And you'll probably best know actor Kelly Monroe Dowdle from Billions, American Crime Story, and Lucifer. She was also in Scandal Made Me Famous, Big Mama's Host 2 as well. You'll also know her from her budding music career. She's kicking ass and taking names there as well. And her career highlight story is super unique. You're going to love how humble she is. Um, I'll tell you my career highlight. Um... it's not going to be what you think it's going to be, but I remember, (laughs) I remember I booked big mom's house part two and I was like, Oh, you know, like this is going to be so cool. It's going to be great exposure. And, and Martin Lawrence, you know, like I'd see him on set and we had our scenes together. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is it. I'm moving to LA. I'm going to, we filmed it in New Orleans. I was still in college. And I was like, I'm going for it. This is it. And this is a weird answer, but I'm just going to say it. So I walk the <laughs> red carpet. I do this thing. I'm like, this is it. And I go into the premiere and I, I'm in like the second row, with all the rest of the cast. And I'm like, I like elbow my friend. I'm like, this is like the beginning part of where I'm going to be in. And I don't show up and it skips right over. And I was like, oh my God. And then it happened like seven more times. And then finally I'm in like two scenes in the movie, which is fine. It's great. It was a great start. Mm. But I, I remember walking out of that theater being so mortified. Cause here, <laughs> cause here I am strutting down the red carpet, like, oh, I'm the next, you know, whatever. And, and then like, I'm in 5% of what I thought I was going to be in. Wow. Right. And, and they don't tell you that. They don't tell that your scenes are being on the cutting floor. They don't tell you that shit. They sure didn't. Nope. Wow. Nope. I mean, you know, now if you're the leading lady in a film and you and of course they're probably gonna call you and say, Hey, it's going in a different direction. But at the time, right, I was so up and like I was just beginning. So they're probably like, so but I remember leaving going, okay, you know, it was like just the right amount of humble pie. Oh yeah, and I was like, from here on out, I'm going to be so grateful for anything and everything I get in this business, and I'm going to work my ass off even harder. Nothing is going to be handed to me, and I'm literally going to work my ass off to the point where I get to sit down in the front row one day and go, "Okay, this is like my 78th time in this chair. No matter what happens, like I'm going to keep showing up and keep doing great, and I'm going to." And eventually I'm going to be in more and more things and more and more scenes. And then one day I'm going to probably produce my own film and it's going to be on the screen. And I'm going to be really excited about it. So that's really been the highlight of my career is the fact that I was so humbled so early on. And I was just like, but it was like the greatest lesson that I could have gotten. That is a great answer. Entertainment guest visits are powered by Sacred Meds, Canada's best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary. Visit sacredmeds.com and mention you heard about them through the podcast to open up a hidden category on their website. And use the code TODCAST at checkout for 10% off your order.
Todd's going to play something from Minefield when he does the show with us next month. So that's Minefield, a great song for those guys called Alone Together. Todd Dammit Kearns is their singer. And if you haven't heard, Todd is playing a podcast show, The Blue Light Sessions, next month. He's in Vancouver for something like 39 hours. So we've nabbed him for a couple of those hours to play a show with us at Blue Light Studio in East Vancouver. Same drill, basically, right? All the shows we do, Todd's agreed to a a couple 40, 45-minute sets, the acoustic Q&A, you get to ask questions as well. So don't sleep on these tickets. They will sell out. Through eventbrite.ca, only 20 bucks. I would say they're 25 bucks at the door, but there will not be tickets at the door. This is not happening. December 22nd, it's a Thursday night. The KG veteran takes the Friday off or calls in sick. I'm just saying. Hey, looking forward to next week. You're going to hear from 12 guests once again and the shows that they recommend for you to binge watch. They're not on next week's podcast, but check out what 311 bassist Peanut had to say. Binge watching the fourth season of Fargo on uh, on uh, Hulu through. Oh, you are, eh? Yeah, you like? Yeah, exactly. Um, God damn, it's good. I love all of the seasons, and I love living in that world. But this fourth season with Chris Rock and uh, what is it, Jason Schwartzman, is just incredible. I think. I think. I don't know if it's the best. But I love that it's uh, it's doing what what it's doing, and I'm on like the last episode, and I'm I'm like watching ten minutes at a time, and finding some excuse to stop it, and you know, pursing it out. I, I like that about about modern series watching. Who knew that we could watch fifteen hours of a narrative and want more? You know, like um, I know, right? Like Ozark, and you know, of course, Breaking Bad. It's just like here's this like fifty hour movie. <laughs> yeah. that we're all kind of privy to now and and the world is a better place with that kind of long form storytelling I, I think it's amazing oh is that right there peanut good call bud next week it shows that you should be binge watching and before we say good night to this week another citywide mortgage services mortgage minute it's really stuff that you should know but there's no way in hell you learned about this in high school what have you got for us this week dara Thanks, Todd. Today, I want to talk a little bit about mortgage rates and specifically variable versus fixed and what's the right choice for people. Uh, to break it down, simply fixed rates, you commit to a certain rate for a period of time, typically one to 10 years, your payments don't change, whereas a variable rate uh, is a floating rate. They go up and down with the bank prime rate. Now, people often ask what's the best, and the answer is it really depends on your risk tolerance. The variable has been the better option for the last 20 years, but it's... Uh, because we've been in a decreasing rate environment and it's, you know, that's flipped on us and it's now starting to cause some people some pain at the moment. Uh, Fixed rates are generally higher than variable. And I always tell clients, it's kind of like buying insurance. You're going to pay more in exchange for peace of mind. So when making this decision, you really got to look at what's going to allow you to sleep best at night. We've all got enough stress in our lives as it is. So if if you're going to rest easy knowing that your payments are set for a period of time, take the insurance. If you like to gamble a little and you got room in your budget for some risk, Let's talk about a variable and we'll help you manage it. Talk to my friends at citywidemortgage.ca for your next mortgage. Make it as painless as possible. Hit up Dara or any of their staff and they will hold your hand quite literally from start to finish. As we wrap up this week talking career highlights, episode 287, ain't it fun hearing about people and their highlights? I personally love it and I hope you do as well. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the very end. If you like what you heard, as always, please tell your friends about what we're doing here. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Of course, we're all over Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and everything else. Comment and rate the podcast. It does help out. Search it out through what else but Toddcast podcast. Huge thanks to all of our wonderful sponsors. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you know you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. Contact info at the homepage. We're getting about 20,000 listens a month, by the way. And if you help us find a sponsor, we will give you a commission based on the initial ad buy. So keep that in mind. If you know a business that gets outside of the box advertising, lots of social media love, send them our way and we'll, we'll take it from there. Till next time, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. 
You've been listening to the Toddcast Podcast, powered by Citywide Mortgage Services, dedicated to helping you find the best mortgage rates, available seven days a week at citywidemortgage.ca.